Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I told you you didn't want to be on the club. Wait, no, Patrick. No way. Hey, we're trying to do the test deal. You're going to piss them off. I'm beginning to like this club. Brody! Come on, it's a monster test. It's important, okay? Second way to kill a vampire. Mm, I give up. Daylight. Sunlight. <laughs> Fat kid, what other kind of light is there during the day? Well, wait, Pete. Okay, question two. Is Frankenstein the name of the monster or the guy who made him? The guy. Right. Can't you read? Mom says you have to let me in the club or else it's prescription. That's discrimination, jerkoid. Prescriptions, drugs, which are on if you think you're getting up here. Come on, son. I know about one. Two ways to kill a werewolf. Silver bullet? And? That's it. Shoot him with a silver bullet. Nope. Sorry, Rudy. (laughs) Okay, so what's the other way? What? Second way to kill a werewolf. Um, car crash? Accident with power tools? Old age? Falling out of a window? Onto a bomb? Sean, Bebe, dinner. Oops, gotta go. Wait. Am I in or what? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Woo! It's... The bats fly free through the belfry And I hear quick steps soft and stealthy Through a clammy fog so unhealthy I feel the horror of it all Had a doctor mad, I mean ingenious With his fresh-made lad Frankensteinous vampires eating lunch Intravenous, I feel the horror of it all When the spiders crawl Swift and hairy through the shadows tall Dark and scary, just one bite And oh, bituary I feel the horror of it all Still, it's been said, the best things in life are dead. I hear even monsters have their charm. So what the heck, just a nip in the neck, and I'm back in my mummy's arms. Hey, everybody. Uh, This is Kyle. I just wanted to let you know that I am subpar at computers, and our audio capture program has been acting like a real butthole lately. So this new episode goes about an hour 48 and then just decides to shut off. But hey, we got a special guest in there, and as a bonus treat, I'm sure you all heard me talk about how I only have half of the Critters retrospective we did with John Portanova. So I'm just going to throw that in at the end. 
So we've got Tim talking about video violence one and two, me not talking about my pick, whatever the heck that was, and then half of a Critters retrospective. So I hope that makes up for everything, and I'll promise to suck a lot less in the future. Goodbye. Now back to our show. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 146. Um, just me and Tim tonight. Yeah. Uh, how you feeling after last night's commentary for Cannibal Holocaust? <laughs> I never laughed so hard. <laughs> I honestly, I got, it wasn't because of the movie, but I ended up like throwing up at like 4.30 in the morning. Nice. It was due to a combination of, well, when we did the commentary, which is up on our website, you can go get it. Uh, I said I took my parents out to eat pizza buffet at Pizza King or Pizza Hut and uh, ate a little too much there. And then when I got home, I drank like a big Mountain Dew. And right before we started, I had a beer and then I just piled Mountain Dew on on top of that. And yeah, it probably didn't work. Yeah. No, everything yeah. had to come out later. It was not. It, fucking it just sounds like it sounds like a combination an eighteen year old can do, but you're getting to that age, dude. You just can't do that stuff anymore. You ain't shitting, man. It, it took its toll. I'm pretty sure the movie had something to do with it, but the food—it was probably an eighty-twenty split. The food in the movie, but man, that fucking movie, dude. I've been thinking about it all goddamn day. <laughs> it changed your life. I, I don't ever want to watch it again, but that doesn't mean that I hated it or it was a bad movie. It's a super important movie. It's just I don't. I think I've said it before. I need to have a little comedy, mm-hmm. be it intentional or not, in my horror movies. Yes. No zero fucking negative comedy in Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> None, not at all. And Jesus, good God, that movie's that was a hard one to take. Uh, yeah. I don't know if the, are there any other movies like that, like that, like crazy. I will, I think that's what it was trying to talk about a little bit last night. I mean, you have Cannibal Ferox, but I think the biggest thing is when you see Cannibal Ferox, it's kind of like, okay, I've already seen this movie. You know what I mean? It, but they try their damnedest to go over the top also. Well, what's it, Cannibal Ferox? Cause I've never seen that. Is it, it a it's carbon they, copy of Holocaust? Somewhat, yes. It's somewhat. I mean, it does differ in a few places. I don't think I'd be down with, like, a rip-off of that. Just give me the fucking legit Cannibal Holocaust, but... Yeah, but Cannibal Ferox is still a decent film to check out. I know there's that. Like I said, the only one I'd... Have, like, the cannibal genre, the one I have seen was Mountain of the Cannibal God, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. Stacy Keach and goat fucking in, in that movie. It's just dumb, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's Man from Deep River is one. I don't know. If there, I, I mean, there's Cut and Run also. See, I, yeah, I saw that on Diodato's. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I have I have the DVD. I, I've been thinking about busting that out for a show. It's been so is long it, since I watched it. Is it that hard? It can't be as hard. No, 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 but it, it does have a couple moments. Like legit animal slaughter? No, no, no. Okay, good. I'll watch it then. Yeah, it, there, no, there's no animal slaughter and cut and run. I will say this. I think you can watch, I was thinking about it. 
I think you can watch Cannibal Holocaust because there's like the animal cruelty free versions. Yeah. I, I think you can watch the animal cruelty free versions and still get what you get out of them. You know, the version where they gut the turtle and the pig and the whatever that wombat looking thing was. Oh yeah, I think I think you could, but I think the effectiveness of the movie and everything of you know the the legend around the movie, uh-huh. and I just think there's a certain point that shows those those film students the characters, like when, at the time and moment they decide to turn, I think is the brutalization of that turtle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To me, at least for me. That is when they brutalize that turtle completely. It just goes to show me, like, they have turned that dark corner. Because from there on, the rest of the movie is just, that's when it becomes hard to watch for a lot of people. <laughs> it was, it was hard to watch when they got that wombat or whatever that little furry thing was. Uh, oh shit. Anyway, go listen to our commentary. It's all there. I freak out pretty good. Oh yeah, that's what I that's what I said. I laughed my ass off the whole time when you were doing that. It was, I, just, I couldn't stop laughing. I feel like a man now. Oh yeah! Now you're a man! A man, man, man! Now you're a man! A man, man, man! A man, man, man! You are now a man! You're a man! Now you're a man! I totally feel like a man. But anyway, yeah. What have you been watching this week, sir? Well, first off, I wanted to ask, did you get my package this week? I did. What's the – I got the Jake Jake Speak Roberts. Yep, that's yours. I got – what was that movie? Uh, It's My Party and I'll Die If I Want To. Yes, that's the movie with the nine different endings. The official I'll Fuck Start Your Head. Yes. Or yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's a good, that was the movie I was talking about that I think you'll like. That's the dude straight out of Tom Savini's makeup school like about eight years ago. And that's the dude that did No Chance in Hell that has my quote on his poster at Wasteland. Oh, cool. I'm watching it then. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, Tony Wash. That's the guy that made that movie. That was the one I was talking about like two weeks ago that I thought was just unbelievable. And I am disappointed I didn't get it back in the day. Sweet. Yeah, and like I said, it just it's really cool what he does, like the different endings, like how you could go back if you don't like a certain thing going on. When you go into that mode, you could go back and change it again. It's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a choose-your-own-adventure. Yes. But what, what you've been watching besides these horribly officiated NFL playoff games? <laughs> well, I, to be honest. Dude, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally 100% with you. The fix is in. Yeah, you did scripted. I, you know what, I've been saying that for about three or four years. I mean, I joked around about it quite a few years ago, but I'm sorry. After that one NBA f- official, like two years ago or whatever it was, got caught. Yeah. I, it just, it proved my theory. Sports is fixed. And I think, especially with the NFL, it's more fixed than ever. It's like, it, it, I mean, it, for what you were saying about Carolina and not have anything like you're not a Carolina fan, you're not a Arizona fan, and just for you to be saying that. Well, Arizona I, could even do anything; they would yeah, flag them for absolutely everything. And I was gonna say, it just they the NFL because Carolina's record, 
seven, eight, and one. Mm-hmm. Now this is just me being an X-File conspiracy <laughs> conspiracist here. I just believe when those types of teams, especially in that division, because that division completely sucks. Yeah, the NFC South, we had, what was it, the NFC West a couple years ago with Seattle that was like seven and nine that went in. It just, those are storylines the NFL wants. This promotes parody in the NFL. And add on top of that, that Cam Newton just sheared the top off of his truck in a wreck and makes a great storyline. Yeah, Yeah, he, they, and the NFL, to me, has become a scripted reality show. Pretty much. And as much as I like football, that is why I've enjoyed college more in the past two or three years than I have the NFL. Weird. It's tough for me to watch NFL games because it's not just me being a Steeler fan or just a fan of football in general. I hear all fans talk about how inconsistent refs are how bad the refereeing is. Not only that, on top of that, I mean, they bring us up, like, when Steelers training camp starts, uh, they have two retired guys, Tunch Ilkin and Craig Wolfley, and they go through all the role changes when training camp starts. They're on the radio, and they talk about it. And these two guys, this is what they harp on, and I get to agree with them. Within, what is it, the past decade, there has been now 210 role changes? That's ridiculous. How are you supposed to be able to play a game like that? Let alone there was 24 of them this past year before the season started. I'm all and, for some some changes, but 200? How are you look, supposed to fucking field a goddamn team? I it, it just it, it it's become a reality show now. This is what the NFL wants cuz it's a money-making business and this is what they want. This is what they feel the people want. And I think the people People are willing to watch it on TV, but people are starting to show they'd rather sit at home and watch it because it is like a reality show because they don't want to go to the game. And that's where the money got to come to is they got to show up for the game. And fans, they're not selling out games right now. NFL's having trouble with that, and they don't want you to know about it. Oh, but, yeah. I, you can go, what was it? It was like, oh, I don't remember, but. I know we're getting off on a tangent here, but whatever. Uh, when Cincinnati was god awful, mm-hmm. two, three, four years ago, uh, they, the team wanted some tax cuts so they could do some shit with the stadium. Yes. So basically, it came down to okay, they had the TV deal involved. So basically, you are the taxpayer in Cincinnati. You paid for all the renovations to the Cincinnati Bengals Stadium, which I think it was really bad. They had, like, chunks of concrete falling off of it. Yeah, they did. You you have to pay to fix this, yet you're not allowed to watch what happens inside this facility because they would black the Bengals games out on TV if they didn't sell out. Yeah, so well, it, it was retaliation, just... Like, season ticket holders would just go to the games and put their extra tickets on their windshield wipers. You yeah, because... go and snag one. Yeah, because it was just uh, two years ago when the Bengals like went to the two, yeah it was a playoff game. There was a lot of talk like at last second the game wasn't blacked out. Like they they would have been the first playoff game blacked out in a city since like 
I don't know, 1972 or 73 or some weird thing like that. The NFL is just pissing me the fuck off. Sure, change some rules. Make it to where you can't spike the fucking football to stop the clock. That's a fucking fumble. Make but change it, that I, rule. Well, here, like I said, watching the Steeler game last night, I was watching parts of it because I was watching the Penguin game because the Penguins come before the Steelers and my house. <laughs> uh, but I was watching parts of the game, and there was at one point when the Steelers got stuck kicking another field goal yet again. Yep. But right before that, there was like a 45-yard bomb to Antonio Brown in the end zone. Uh-huh. And he got pushed out of bounds even though he caught the pass. Uh-huh. Now, I, I was sitting there. That could be a touchdown. Yeah, that was it. This is the sad part. Three to five years ago, that was a touchdown. Yep. Three to five years before that, it wasn't a touchdown. They can't make up their fucking mind what they want to do. They changed the rule every couple of years. It's like, keep the same fucking rule. It's either a touchdown or it's not a touchdown. Stop doing that. Well, hell, if you're, if you're Indianapolis or Denver, you don't even have to get in the end zone. You just have to get to the two yard line and they'll give you a touchdown. <laughs> that's that's been that, that rule has been in or that's the way it's been for the last two or three years well yeah i was just gonna say then it, it just uh, i that for any football game i it just bothers me when the guys just don't actually get over the goal line right if you knock that pylon down in the corner you're good to go oh yeah you could kick that 10 yards mm-hmm. and be sitting in the second row and it's a touchdown <laughs> It's just, it's, it's geared, they're gearing it through shitty officiating. I say the fix is in. I say it's all rigged for these big market teams. If you're a small market team like Detroit or Arizona, mm-hmm. you're, you're not allowed. You're, you are not allowed to win a game. Or, or Cleveland. Cleveland got fucked out of their fair share of games this year. I would say Arizona more than Detroit because Detroit, I just think they find a way to screw themselves. I, I honestly believe Detroit has found ways over the years to screw themselves because they had some highly potent offensive teams when Barry Sanders was around, and those son of bitches couldn't win a playoff game if their life depended on it. This is true. <laughs> but they just totally 100% got, got their pants pulled down and ass-raped by the officiating, lost the game, and, and now the Cowboys are going to the – Well, they felt bad for Tony Romo. That's yeah. Why. I don't get it, man, but fuck it. I, I'm again, done. again, that's the storyline right there. Tony Romo, uh-huh. like, hasn't won a playoff game in, what was it? He's won one in 11 years or something. I didn't he's even like, think he's won one. Yeah, he's like one in 10 or something. But I'll say this, because I, I talked to Dad before this. Had that been Cleveland, they made that call in the, in the Lions-Dallas game. Had that happened in Cleveland to the Browns, Exactly like it happened to De- Detroit. That's the kind of shit that gets bottle stirred on the fucking field. It was that bad of a fucking call. Yeah, see, I didn't see it, so I'm not surprised. It, it's god awful. But anyway, fuck this. A movie podcast. What you been <laughs> I hate this shit, man. Oh, fucking hate this NFL nonsense. Well, I, first off, I caught up on all my grim episodes. Finally, I caught up on supernatural episodes for anybody that's interested in those. Um, I'm not sure what they're doing with Supernatural, but Grimm, uh, they already split it, uh, cause they had a second Grimm in there because there's still talk that they're gonna do another show. We'll see what happens. Well, I, I you just split it into two shows? Well, they brought in a girl 
to be the second Griminer and basically to fight monsters and all that stuff. Because there was talk they were going to do a spinoff show. Well, I don't know... Like, this talk has died out, especially when they have put Constantine on hold. Yeah, that didn't go over too well. But I seen the list. There was ten shows canceled um, last week. Constantine isn't on the list. So whatever they're doing with Constantine, NBC is keeping under the lid right now. Because they didn't cancel it. They stopped production, period. And I watched all the episodes of Constantine also in the past week or two. And... It's okay, <laughs> but it's, I don't know, it just, it seems like if they're going to do this, they need, it, they need to have Constantine Grimm and Hannibal all working at the same time on the same night. Not where it's spread out like, okay, this week we're going to show a new episode of Constantine and it's a repeat of Grimm. It just, they all three of them got to run on a Friday night, 8 to 11. Because that is... You can't have those shows with other shows. That would be a pretty cool night of TV. Yes, and that's my point. That is exactly my point. It, it just, I'm not sure who's making the decisions there at NBC because they figured that out. When Hannibal first came on in the first season, it wasn't on with Grimm. Then halfway through the first season, they fixed it, and it became Friday nights, 9 o'clock Grimm, 10 o'clock Hannibal. And it was a smart move. Now with Constantine, I would throw Constantine, have it at 8 o'clock Constantine. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, it makes no sense. But they haven't canceled it, and I haven't seen anything official yet about them canceling Constantine yet. It just, it's an okay show. It hasn't wowed me, or I'm still going to watch it, but I've watched all the episodes now, and I'm not like going on Facebook and saying it's one of the best new shows ever. I'm waiting for Swamp Thing to show up in Constantine, then I'll be on board. I don't think that's happening. God damn it. I, it just, I, I, I could tell you this. Whatever you think or would want DC Comics to do in this, it's not gonna happen. God damn it. I think, I think you gotta go to shows like The Flash and Arrow. I think you gotta go to those shows for like the geeky moments. Stuff like that. Not, not interested, honestly. I'm not either, but I'm just telling you right now, just the way this show is set up so far through the first eight episodes or whatever it is, yeah. I just don't – and I'll be honest, I am not a big Hellblazer fan. I never sat there and read comics of Hellblazer or anything of that nature. I just – the way this show is set up, to me so far, there is no room unless they decide this gets through the first season – they go in a different direction in the second season. There is no room to bring in other DC characters. That's not cool, man. It just, it just, that's the perception I'm getting from the show. Where at least Arrow and Flash, whether you like them or not, I mean, like you said, I don't care for them, but at least they have the potential. They already did a crossover recently. I mean, they made it where if you're looking for somebody to pop up, those would be the shows to watch. Mm hmm. That was the only reason I watched Smallville. As for as bad as it got over the years, at least you would have different characters that yeah, showed up. Doomsday showed up once. Yeah, at least they tried to incorporate different characters from Smallville and other comics from DC Universe. But anyhow, um, stuff I watched. Of course, I watched Video Violence 1 and 2, which thank you for the text about Part 2, mm-hmm. <laughs> which we'll get into. I forgot also. 
<laughs> I, you know what? I understood your point. It's not horrible, but I understood what you're saying. <laughs> um, I found the movie uh, when, of course, I got an Amazon card for Christmas. This was one of the movies I decided to get because I found it for like $4. Cemetery Gates. Have you ever heard of this? I've heard of the awesome Pantera song. I've never heard of yes. Cemetery Gates. Yeah, if you put it in YouTube, that's what comes up is the Pantera song. Mm-hmm. And then like 10 listings down, you finally see a clip from Cemetery Gates. <laughs> okay. The movie stars Reggie Bannister. I'm in. I want to see the skullet rock. Yes. This is from 2006, and I can't believe this didn't like get a bigger release or Sci-Fi Channel or somebody didn't pick us up because we're talking. That's Reggie the level Man- we're talking here, Sci-Fi. No, we're, I'm saying I'm surprised they didn't pick it up as just to put on the Sci-Fi Channel one Saturday night, not to make the movie, but pick it up just to give it some kind of release. Not where it was left out on DVD and you never knew about it. Is that still going on? Are we getting new Saturday night? They have, Sci-fi? other than the excuse for Christmas movie they put on the Saturday night before Christmas, they haven't had a new Saturday night release since, I believe, the weekend of Halloween. I think November 1st Dang. was the last sci-fi channel Saturday night release. They did this last year. You remember last year? Yeah. I think we went until April before yeah, we got before to we sci-fi got that, channel. that Dolph Lundgren yeah, yeah, the Battle of the Damned. Yeah, robots and zombies in South well, Korea. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, Cemetery Gates, this is the type of movie that I would expect to show up on Sci-Fi Channel like 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. Awesome. This, uh, it, again, it stars Reggie Bannister as a scientist. He's experimenting with a Tasmanian devil. <laughs> what? Uh <laughs> You also have Greg Nicotero and Howard, Howard Barger show up as stoned hippies, just basically wandering through the woods. Straight off of Day of the Dead. Oh yeah, it just, it's great because you see these two guys and it's just, they don't, they're not there for five seconds. They do get killed, but they have like quite a few lines. <laughs> and I'm sitting there watching, it's like, I bet you this isn't too far from what they really are like. Yeah. <laughs> But it's a very cool um, 90-10 practical effects. There is like one or two CGI shots. But the Tasmanian devil that mutates because it's been experimented on by Reggie Bannister is very cool looking. Very violent. You get a lot of body parts and gore in the movie. It's uh, it, That's what I call it. It's like, that's why I'm surprised it didn't show up on sci-fi's. Saturday night, it's kind of like your sci-fi movie of the week. It's just, it's a cool, it's not gonna blow you away like this is the best movie ever. It's one of those, like, I would give two and a half stars, kind of monster movie, very cool, I was glad I found it for four bucks kind of thing. Definitely a cool flick. So, as Cemetery Gates, for anybody that's interested, it's just, mutated Tasmanian devil just starts eating a film crew. Uh, moving on, I finally watched Horns. Mm. What do you think? <laughs> um, now, is this based on a book or something? Yes. Uh, Stephen King's son did a book called Horns. Okay. Joe says the book's amazing. Okay. It, uh, the, the, the movie, not so much. Yeah, and I was going to say, I watched the movie. Yes, I've seen the horrible reviews for it, and I quite, I understand them. Is it, uh, like Quas said, worst movie of the year? 
I don't believe so. I put it uh, up there, but not, uh, not worst movie of the yeah, year. Yeah, not worst movie of the year for me. Uh, that belongs to Leprechaun Origins. Uh, but I was just like, I watched the movie and I was just like, okay. <laughs> it's like, um, that's nice. This movie should have been 40 minutes shorter. Because there is no way in hell this movie should have been two hours long. It just keeps rambling and rambling and rambling. And after a while, I just didn't give a f- I don't think I finished it, to be honest. I didn't give a shit who killed that girl after a while. Yeah, it, it was one of those things. It was kind of like, okay, it, he would go, Harry Potter would go do a couple of things. And it was like, yeah, this is this is what happened next. But this uh, is what happened next. It was like, hey, how about you end the movie next? It's kind of <laughs> like if you made a movie out of, like, the last 50 minutes of Return of the King, where it has, like, literally nine endings. Yeah, you know, yeah. don't know when to quit. Yeah, and it's not so much in the nine endings. It was just, I, I was about 50, 55 minutes in, and it's just like... Okay, this started out okay, but this is really taking a long time getting to where it needs to get to. Because mm-hmm. it was just, by that time, you get a feel for the movie, you know what's going to happen, but it just seems like it takes a day and a half just to get to where it needs to get to. And that's why I said this movie should have been 80 minutes out. It should have mm-hmm. been 80 minutes and out. It shouldn't have been two hours. I know you got a star in your hands with Harry Potter. I, he's not a bad actor. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't dislike him. It just is movie. Like you said, perfect example. Just, uh, the explain it was rambling. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, moving on. I did watch Haunted Ween. I figured I'd save you from using that. It's what Tim Gross is good for. He takes the movie bullet for the rest of us. <laughs> well, that was great because it was like that was even what I posted after I watched Torrance. I was like, I'm gonna go cleanse myself and watch Haunted Ween, <laughs> which is a low budget, out of print film that was uh, it kind of looks like it was just a step above shot on VHS from 1991, and basically has Grizzly Adams' kid killing people in a house of horrors because. A fraternity decides to, <laughs> to make it a haunted house. Um, that sounds dumb. <laughs> it was fun. I'll watch Killer Party, thank you very much. Yeah, well, of course, yeah. Haunted Ween is like, okay, we have no money. I like Killer Party. Um, how can we make Killer Party for $10? <laughs> 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 If you want to explain it that way, that's what this movie is. Uh, also, I watched a movie I haven't watched in years. I'd seen it on HBO when I was a kid, and I finally I had a copy of it, and I've been putting it off, and I don't know why. And actually, I'm surprised I didn't use it as a pick here on one of the episodes, Dead and Buried. Yeah, that was an old-school HBO special, like staple. Yeah, it come out in 81, even looks older than that. Stan O'Bannon's involved in that. Yes, he is. And Stan Winston did the effects. Yeah, it's got, like, one of the worst needle eye things. They stick that needle in that chest yes. eye. Uh, uh. Yeah, it's a pretty cool, uh, kind of like a, a weird take on Stepford Wives yep. uh, kind of deal. It's... Got a lot of Lovecraftian sh- like 
atmosphere going on in it too. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah exactly. That's what I was. I was sitting there watching. And I'm like, man, this reminds me of just some weird stuff. It's, it's like I'm sitting there thinking. I'm like, oh, what's the name of that movie? And I, um, I'm forgetting the name of it now. Not Fost, but uh, oh, what was the one that came out in like 2000 from Yunza with like the underwater creatures and the people living on the island? Dagon. Yes, that's it had that kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Also, it, it, a Lovecraft story. Yes, it, it just that's what Dead and Buried was to me. And two, it has a really cool blue underground release, which I yeah, thought it does. Was, I've got it. Yeah, that is an awesome release. Yeah, it, it, that's hey, that was really cool. Uh, moving on, I watched the independent film. I finally, my brother finally gave it back to me. He wanted to watch it. He was interested. Uh, Dustin Wade Mills is, uh, her name was Torment. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you checked this out? Cause I've seen a few people post it on YouTube also. Huh, no. Uh, this might be his most different, weird. Is this the guy who did Slasher Hunters? No, that's Steve Radinsky. I get all these Cinema Wasteland dudes mixed up. Dustin they Wade all, Mills. They all have three names too. Yeah, Dustin Wade Mills is the dude that did Puppet Monster Massacre. Okay, yes, I've met that dude. Yes, and he showed up and had screeners for Her Name Was Torment. Well, I lent it off to my brother and forgot about it for many weeks. And <laughs> finally got it back. And I decided, hey, I'm going to watch this. It is really, if you're not into that August Underground uh, yeah, I'm not. torture stuff, it's, I watched the movie all the way through, and I'm going to say this. This kind of stuff is not my cup of tea. Yes, I can sit through Cannibal Holocaust. I find the torture stuff boring at times. And it just, again, it goes back to like, uh, what we were discussing last night on Cannibal Holocaust. You gotta have those parts of where it can't be 90 minutes of torture, 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 torture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got into this on the, on the commentary. Yeah. Yes. And I liked what Dustin did in this movie, even though it's like a torture flick and I'm not really into that stuff, it's surrounded by like these clips because this woman whose face is not shown the whole time seems to be like you're made to believe she is being asked questions, not even by a police officer, but maybe a psychologist. And she's taking them step by step through what happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, it 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 interjects in between like the dude's lips gets ripped off, eyeball scooped out with a spoon. Um it just but I was really interested in the other stuff that was going on in between. And basically she is she does this like apparently she has tortured twenty six different people, they've only found three bodies, and basically she's trying to explain she in some form or another gives these lives to the overseer, okay. which you don't get a full picture to overseer. It's really like, it's really weird. And put it this way, her name was torment. He put up a Kickstarter for part two and it literally tripled what he wanted in a week and a half. Jesus. There is. That's surprising. Cause you either make it, on that Kickstarter shit, or or you don't. Well, I was gonna say, you almost never ever get like way more than you ask for. 
Well, he's one of the people that if I had the money, I'd be like, here you go. Mm-hmm. He he is he he's like another Robert Elkins. It seems to poop out a movie every three to six months. Willie Bob. Uh, yeah, and he's another Steve Radinsky. Mills, and if he isn't directing and writing a movie, like, if he isn't putting something out there, like, his name's on a couple of Radinsky's movies. I've seen his name on a couple other independent filmmakers' movies. Um, I think his name even showed up in the credits of Happy Horror Holocaust that we just talked about a few weeks ago. Like, he gets around. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. dude is doing something at all times. Uh, and that's what I like about him. I like, and plus he's doing... Uh, he has said this. He does not want to make the same project every time out, and he that's has a good goddamn thing too, because that's easy to get pigeonholed into. Yeah, and I was gonna say, even though her name was Torment, is my cup of tea. I think I've seen six or seven other of his movies that I've just absolutely loved. You Whoa. know, it's uh, it's just crazy. I just saw a picture of Reggie Bannister with hair from 1965. <laughs> Holy Jesus! He had to be what fourteen? No, he probably about twenty. He looks about twenty-one, twenty-two. He's, he's you could tell it's Reggie. He's just got a full head of hair. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't think I think that dude was bald when yeah, he was he in high school. Been. He probably was. That's probably a rug he's got on. I refuse to believe that picture's real. <laughs> But for anybody that's interested in the movie, I think you can find the film on YouTube or you could buy other stuff from Dustin Wade Mills or check out what's going on with part two of Her Name Was Torment at uh, dwmproductions.net, I believe it is. And basically the whole movie revolves around a color patient 394. And she just talks about the overseer. I think there's a lot. I think what this was was it, more than anything to me, it seems like an experimental film just to see – how would it go over? Would fans accept this? And I think Mills, I, knowing Mills um, from the projects he's done in the past, I think he has like a couple. Like I wouldn't be surprised he has three or four scripts laying around. For Can you not- classify this as torture porn. That's what I was wondering when I was watching it, and I'm not totally sure because it with these like interjections of where does psychologist this dude that's off screen that's talking to patient 394 torture porn to me is more of where it just keeps going you know what i mean Mm -hmm. there is no breaks in between um it doesn't seem like that it does and i could put it this way if somebody says it's a torture porn movie fine i'm not gonna argue with you i'm done trying to argue that stuff to begin with you know what i mean Yeah, yeah yeah I just feel like I, I, for me, this isn't my cup of tea is the best way to explain it. But I do like some of the concepts that's in the movie. And it does have me interested to see a sequel and what he does with it. Okay. Is, is would it come, for me at least. I don't know about anybody else. Um, the last movie I got to check out, uh, this was something else I picked up off of Amazon. It was called Embedded. Never heard of it. Neither did I. I just bought it out on a whim. Uh, find it for a few bucks again. Uh, bought a few movies. That's what I do when I get my Amazon card. I get movies I may have never heard of. Of course, watch them. And as you say, most of the time take a bullet for everybody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like a step above an independent Sasquatch movie. But it's got a, a squatch in it, right? Yes, a okay. couple of them actually. 
More dual squatches. Yeah, actually, the story takes place in Montana. Okay. And and basically, a kid goes missing, um, and at the same time, the kid is missing. Like cattle has been getting eaten and stuff like that, and it's a uh, small farming community in Montana, and like this. Two guys from a news crew from God only knows where show up, and basically they just talk about like, yeah, past couple years we've been in Iraq and Iran, and but anyhow, basically it's like this news crew and these two guys. The one dude wants to make a documentary about basically, you know, whatever he finds, like strange animals, if it's wolves, whatever. But Bigfoot doesn't get brought up until I'd say forty-five minutes in. But the whole time you're watching it, that's what you're waiting you for. You know, it's it's a squatch. Yeah, but finally, like, this cop tells this story about it, and people just keep getting ripped apart. And it goes from, like, it's made out to be, how to put it, like a lost footage film without mm-hmm. being a lost footage film. Okay. It, it Like, the whole thing is the point of view of the guy that's doing the documentary. One of the two news guys. And basically he's filming that all of them going into the woods of Montana and eventually finding the Sasquatches and not making it out alive. Basically the Sasquatches eat them and fuck everybody up. <laughs> is the whole point to the story. Awesome. It, it, it's, it, it's decent enough. I was glad I got it and seen it. Is it probably one of the better Bigfoot movies? No. But it's definitely, like, if you're looking for something, like, if you're looking for, a, you're in, like, I know John Pornanova was talking with us that his big thing in the past year is finding every Sasquatch movie he could get a hold of. I, I would, I would, you know, be okay saying, hey, you might want to check this one out. It, it, it was decent enough. I'm glad I picked it up. Okay. I, I will, that's a, you know, Sunday afternoon. I'm not doing anything. Suggestion. Yeah, it, it, yeah, that's what I did today. I watched it today and I was just, eh, you know, I'll check this out and it was cool. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff I could say I could done better, but there, believe me, I've seen other movies that just. I am that. still on the, the quest to see every Squatch movie. Oh, so uh, I'm, yeah, I would love to get a bunch of them because there's that Boggy Creek movie. <laughs> yeah, just, I've never seen part two of that either. Uh, well, I'm talking about the recent one, that one that came out like two years yeah, ago. The one got I've the... never fucking even heard of. Yeah, they, that one was just, that was poopy. <laughs> it was like, a shitty crap, man. Yeah, this one, I, I would pick this one over that one. Well, I guess they all can't be fucking... No, but there's a bunch of them out there. Like, uh, there's Bigfoot versus... Uh, what is it, D.B. Cooper that I want to see? Yeah, that one, that, that was one of the... I've been telling you, man, in the last, like, three, four weeks, maybe a month, there's been, like, all these movies that are getting announced. And I swear to God, they're solely, like, directed and made because you are alive. (laughs) It's just Tim Gross movie-making collective that are just making these movies aimed towards you. Hey, that's what I – hey, there's Bigfoot Wars that stars C. Thomas Howell. Ooh, man, dude must need some cash. I mean, and Judd Nelson. <laughs> oh no! He got worse than C. Thomas Howell, man. About a guy that'll fucking do anything for a donut, Judd Nelson. 
but these are but these are movies I want to see. <laughs> but course. like you said, I'm loving it. This is like the best time of my life in the, you know in the past few months. I'm finding movies that I was like, hey. what was the one we found last week? It was like Helen Keller versus werewolves or some shit like that. Yes, yes, because I want to see that. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Fuck yeah! What's she gonna do though? <laughs> Does it matter? Honestly, you go up with like five minutes and then she just dies. I'm dead. I was gonna say there's another movie somebody posted on my Facebook page this past week. I'm trying to look it up now. There is just like Jesus versus somebody. Oh yeah, it's like the fist of Jesus or some shit like that. Like <laughs> Kung Fu Jesus or some crazy shit like that. I yeah, I'm just. A- it's not it's not one of those it's in my wheelhouse, but I enjoy just knowing that it exists. I want to watch it. Yeah. It, it, for me, that was cool. So what did you watch, sir? Oh, geez. Uh, besides selling my soul to Cannibal Holocaust, this is pretty cool. I didn't know about this until today, and I I, I think it's an ongoing series because you're, you're familiar with this Ken Burns cat, right? The guy who does the... 60-hour-long documentaries on baseball and the Civil War and Prohibition. No. The PBS, the PBS documentary guy that, like, leaves no stone unturned. Like, the Civil War documentary, I think, is, like, 10 hours long. And it, it was, like, an hour a night for 10 nights. I love the – they're all on Netflix. I love them. The, the Prohibition one is amazing, but he's probably most notable for, like, the baseball. Okay. And – they're, they're, uh, extending it now. Like, I think it was over with a while back, but now it's, he's got a new one where he's extending it called, uh, the 10th inning. It's on Major League Network because, you know, Major League Network needs to have something on when baseball. Uh, yeah, no, they got it. Going on. But yeah, it's all, it, it picks up from where he left off to now and all the cool baseball stories that have gone on. And tonight's episode I watched was, not a lot of good baseball stories. It was it was all about Barry Bonds doing the doing fucking roids and all that shit. But and he had a big segment on uh, the the Red Sox when they came back from like being one out away from 1986. No, 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 no. Yeah, uh, it was like nine. Oh, uh, you're talking about 2004, the, I think. Yeah, when they came back and swept swept uh, the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, I apologize, John Cross. Yankees fans and Cowboys fans, you're the worst people in the world. <laughs> I fucking hate the Yankees. I hate their fans, too. And Cowboys fans are just the same way. But uh, you'll love it because uh, this it's called the 10th inning. And what do you think the first thing that happens on it? Uh, very first thing he starts talking about in the Barry Bonds segment, which was the first segment. I just Bonds not throwing at Sid Bream. You got it, <laughs> Sid Bream, the biggest fucking slow ass white guy. Yeah, I knew you'd love it. I was watching it. I was like, hey, there's Sid Bream, uh, producer of of uh, Jagoff Massacre. I think right. Yes, right, he, so. he's a, he's like a co-producer. Co-producer of Jagoff Massacre, but it's good. I'm gonna keep watching it. Um, I did watch Joe's uh number one pick 
for movie of the year. I watched that Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. Uh, you know when you you get you get into a movie that's way smarter than you and and you just don't get it. Okay. Like yeah, it's one of those. I, I, I don't know if I call it art house or artsy fartsy, but it was way over my fucking head. <laughs> Way like this, it's trying to say something. I just don't know what it is, and nor do I care. It, it's here's my synopsis with spoilers. Uh, it's probably about a hundred. Jake Gyllenhaal is watching a movie and he sees his evil doppelganger. His evil okay. Doppelganger. So he tracks him down, and it's nothing but an hour, hour and ten minutes of Gyllenhaal posing out in gold lit rooms, and then. Bam, giant spider, movie's over. And I sit on my couch, I'm like, oh, what? Really? A giant spider? I don't, I don't understand. And yeah, a lot of people loved it. It got on a lot of top ten of the year lists. I'll be fucked if I knew what the fuck a movie was about. And I, I'm not that stupid. I just, I, I would challenge anyone to tell me what that movie was about because I sure as shit didn't fucking get it, but. Yeah, it's nothing I'll ever go back to. It, is, it just doesn't sound like something I would. Yeah, it's, like, it's, yeah, I want to watch this. It's completely out of my wheelhouse. I did not get it. Here you go. Here, here's the, here's that movie we're talking about. Kicking zombie ass for Jesus. Yeah, there was an, it, there was another kung fu Jesus movie. Yes, yeah, so it this, get posted. And this is in a zombie apocalypse. The only survivors are gay people and church people. Lord, heads will roll. <laughs> Gee, is that movie trying to say something? I have no clue. I'll see. I'll watch that movie. I know what that movie's trying to say. Enemy? <laughs> nope. I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Just 120 minutes of Jill and Hall posing out, and then bam, giant spider. Movie's over. Oh god, what else did I watch? I watched As Above, So Below again. I still haven't. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to send it out to you because I think it's fucking fantastic. I still have not seen that. Yeah. Everybody, go goddamn see it. Uh, what else? Um, often, because I have said this a bunch, I get no enjoyment out of Troll Two, but there are many, many movies that I get enjoyment out of the same way people get enjoyment out of Troll Two, and Monkey Bone is one of those movies. Have you ever seen Monkey, Monkey Bone? Bone? Oh, yes. God. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. It's Ooh. Brendan Fraser. Uh-huh. There's, your, oh, there's my problem God. number one. Yeah, I just, I mean, literally, if there <laughs> is something that makes me turn off the TV and make myself go to sleep, you know, just, I will see that advertised, like, I'm, I'll be looking, like, on Comedy Central, two in the morning on a Friday night, I'll, it's like, I'm gonna watch something, I'm gonna watch something, and I'll see, Monkey Bone coming up next. Click. I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, the Monkey Bone character so annoying and stupid, and then you know, uh, so is Brendan Fraser, and it tries so hard to ape old Tim Burton that it fails on every fucking. Throw. Oh yeah. Every every it fails all over the place at it, at every turn, and I I. Oh, it's it's a god awful fucking movie. But if I don't. I, I'll be damned if I don't get an immense amount of enjoyment out of all of their failures in that movie. It's one of my favorite real super, super bad movies. But oh, yeah. It's, it, oh. I also watched the remake of House of Wax for the first time. 
Yeah, you know what? I watched it. I'll be oh. goddamned if that wasn't, wasn't too yeah, bad. That was a movie that I bitched about for like a year, and I just like refused to watch it. And then I sat down and I watched it. And part of it was because Paris Hilton was in it. Yeah, you gotta really, you, you gotta really separate yourself from. Yeah, right? and I that's think what that's I did. Why I liked it because all that Paris Hilton shit's over with. Yeah, like a year after it came out, I was like, okay, I'm gonna sit and watch it. And I was just like, this isn't too bad of a movie, actually. No, <laughs> I like, don't know if I'd recommend it, but hell, you, there's a lot worse ways you could spend an hour and forty. Yeah, I was kind of, I was just like, ah, oh, well, this wasn't bad. This was cool. You know, it was kind of one of those things. I was like, I, I'm glad I watched this now. Yeah, I mean, it's I got it for a dollar at a pawn shop. I totally <laughs> you found it in a pawn. I found shop? it. Yeah, I was I was out and about today, and uh, the pawn shop had like an hour. We have a pawn shop in Portland. Or, or I was the, I, it's gonna yeah. Please explain this. Well, to what me I call it? Don't it, have yeah. anything else. And you have oh, a pawn we, shop. we hey, it got announced uh, this week. That Indiana leads the nation in meth use. Yes, you know, yes, you know, damn, you know damn well we we got us some pawn shops around here. But oh, okay, never. I look. I just looked up Cut and Run. That's got Berryman in it. Yeah, Berryman. That's uh, the one I've always Richard wanted. Richard Lynch. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do that for next week? Let me see if I can get a copy of it. Okay, because I'll say I'll put that in. I, I, I. That's a pick I want to do. But yeah, this is wanna, the one I've always do, wanted to see. This. I was gonna say if you want to do it, I've got to pick something else. Yeah, no, don't pick that next week. Pick something else because I think I'm not gonna look right now. I'll look once the show is over. But I think this is gonna be hard to get. Okay, because I was gonna say I have another pick already lined up. Okay, yeah, just go with that one. But yeah, we're definitely gonna do this because. Fucking who else is in this? Berryman's in it. I just saw the Richard poster. Lynch. I'm in. <laughs> uh, slightly less crazy Klaus Kinski, Richard Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. John John Cross was on on Facebook last night, wanting to know what to watch, and somebody said Invasion USA, and and he said he's ten minutes into it, and like the dick shooting was just, uh, blowing his mind, and I'm like, yeah, that's Richard Lynch's maneuver in that movie. He puts the snub nose pistol down your pants and shoots your dick off. <laughs> I'm like, that's his move, dude. He's awesome, but this looks great. But yeah, anyway, pawn shops, yeah. We're, we're, we leave the meth, meth usage in the nation, so. So is that why there's a pawn shop in your little place, but no grocery stores or nothing like that? Oh, we gotta, we gotta go, we have a grocery store and a Walmart. Oh, okay. Cause I'm not that little. I was gonna say, you always tell me there's just Walmart. Because. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a horrible situation because you know you, you go to Walmart and you will spend half of what you will at the regular grocery store. Okay. Uh, which I would much rather go to the regular grocery store, but I can't argue with prices on the same shit. They have the same shit like a dollar cheaper. It's horrible to say, but that's fucking reality of the situation. But the pawn store is very shady. Um, my friend Ben. How can it be? Well, my friend, it's super shady on, like, the shadiness level of pawn shops. Okay. Because my buddy Ben got, uh, his ex-wife, uh, got thrown in jail, and then... Oh, breaking news. What's that? Do you know there is a movie actually called <laughs> Angry Video Game Nerd, the movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, he made his own movie. 
I, I, I don't know. I ain't seen it. Okay. Well, well like sorry, Dan. That's, that's yeah, cool. sorry to interrupt you about pawn shops. Yeah, but, I, I am interested in pawn shops in Indiana. But it's like my, my buddy Ben, he, his ex-wife got thrown in jail. And uh, when she got out, she, he, he divorced her. All this shit. Months go by. Uh, she breaks into his garage, steals about five guitars and sells them at this pawn shop. And Ben goes in and he's like, hey, those are, you know, he, he, files it with the police he's like you know this chick fucking stole my guitars and sold them to the pawn shop and the pawn shop's just like i don't care they could get i mean i don't believe a lot of shit reality tv tells me but i'm pretty sure pawn shops are not they get in much just as much trouble buying stolen items right yeah i mean that's like a big thing that these guys we just, we just don't give a fuck and he never got it back they sold them so they're they're shady motherfuckers and but, you know, they had a big sign, DVDs a dollar out there. I went and bought three or four of them. Got, got the... Got somebody, the somebody busted into somebody's house recently. What's that? <laughs> or somebody busted into somebody's house recently and took some DVDs. That or they went to one of Rick's stores. Yeah, it's, it's fucking dollar DVDs, man. I was, I, I bought a... Was there any needles in the DVDs? No, God, thank God, no. I don't know. I haven't opened. I bought the thing on Blu-ray for two dollars. So I mean, oh, nice. You've heard that story that Rick has told about actually somebody. No. uh, Yeah, somebody was selling DVDs. It had hypodermic needles. Oh, my dog is crawling on me. Come on, Kamala. It had hypodermic needles in the DVDs. Yes, there was one inside the DVD because he used the one place he used to work at. They just. Like, this has happened, like, five years ago. They wouldn't even, like, open it up to see if the DVD was in there? They just it, it, Well, no, it, it. yeah, Rick, well, Rick would open them up and look at them because, you know, yeah, he's looking at them, and he said, yeah, he opened up the one, and there was a, ne- a hypodermic needle inside. Jesus. And, and he was telling me, this is, like... Because this is when he got in trouble, too, when he was taking pictures of all the people who would come in the store. I do remember all that stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that was during that time. Because, like, every other day he would email and be like, yeah, this tard came into my store today. (laughs) Just show me the picture. And people, they wouldn't even have shorts on. They'd have boxer shorts on for pants. (laughs) Well, that's that's Portland right there, man. You, You can... At any time, go into any store, and there will be more chicks than dudes. Just have we forgotten how to put like clothes on and go places in America? It's all. Do we just live in pajama pants now? Well, I've said that. Uh, that's why I always make fun of people. We used to have people show up at work in pajama pants and work all day. <laughs> It'd be first shift people, and those, are, as far as I'm concerned. That's All the, the people I ever worked with that are first shift people are fucking clowns. That's the, that's my wife's one brother. He goes to work in pants. Come on, America. <laughs> Seriously, come on. Get it together. Because yeah, we all make fun of every time. He'll be like, come, he'll be like, yeah, I just got back from work. It looks like you just rolled out of bed, dude. And he's got like fucking Mario Brothers pajama pants yeah, on. Exactly, yes. Just fucking get it together, folks. We need, first of all, learn how to shower. Then, yes. then we can move on step two, pull your pants up. And then step three would probably be, you know. No PJs. Yeah, no, no PJs allowed in, in America. But that's all I watch, sir. I didn't get to too much, but we got, 
I've At least got, we learned about uh, pawn shops and yeah, it's shady business, sports. but you know, capitalism rules. I'll buy shit for a dollar. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> um, we got either questions or I have a list, and I got a couple can you diggits. Let's do the list and a couple diggits first. Okay. okay, let's do the list first because this is a this is a I'll let you guess the winner list. Okay, we did this last year. They just released the 2015 shortlist for the Golden Raspberry Awards. Mm. The the Razzies, if you will. You yeah, yes, yes. I love this. Okay. So I'm going to let you guess. We'll, we'll go with first. Worst picture. Who wins? You've got Saving Christmas, Transcendence, A Million Ways to Die in the West, Atlas Shrugged, Legend of Hercules, Sex Tape, a Haunted House number two, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Left Behind, The Interview, Transformers, Age of Extinction, or I, Frankenstein, a.k.a. Sexy Frankenstein. Haunted House 2. You think that'll win? I think either that or, uh, oh, what was the one before that? Sex Tape? Hercules? Yes. Not Hercules, Sex no, Tape. The I Legend of Hercules, not the one with yeah. the rock. No, I, I think that got enough people behind it that... It won't, but I think, uh, sex tape or I'm with it. you, Haunted. If it ain't, I, if it ain't Sexy Frankenstein, that's, that's my pick. Yeah. Well, it, it just, I think Sexy Frankenstein's too easy of a pick. Mm, I could, yeah. As much as I'd want to give it to Saving Christmas, I just feel like Kirk Cameron is just the fucking, people like to beat up that dude. Yes. He is an idiot, but come on. Everyone yeah. knows he's an idiot. Yeah, yeah, and again, it's too, it's too easy. Yeah. It's too easy of a pick, and, you, and a lot of times they like to pick the bigger, like the movies that were thought that they're going to be blockbusters, and it just never panned out that way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's why I picked that. Here's the next category. Worst remake, ripoff, or sequel? The Tim Gross category. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've got Noah, Legend of Hercules, Legends of Oz, Dorothy's Return, who I didn't even know that was. I yeah, didn't even know. A Haunted House 2, Expendables 3, Atlas Shrugged, Part 2, Annie, Exodus Gods and Kings, Endless Love, I don't know what that is, Pompeii, Transformers 4, Sexy Frankenstein, or Ninja Turtles. I gotta go with Pompeii because you know what You know how that shit's ending, yeah. <laughs> we had such a, they had such an opportunity though to just make it where everyone survived and they punched the volcano to death. They should have done that. <laughs> you have to go with that one. You gotta go with Pompeii. I'm going with Annie. I really, that movie, Jesus, good God. I, no I, one asked for that. It looks so dumb. You know what? If he blatantly put the race angle on it, and it's supposed to be god fucking awful. Well, see, I think that's the reason why the Razzies will stay away from that. Mm-hmm. I think they will stay away from that. And if Spike Lee made Annie, they would be all over it. Oh yeah, like they I don't, they love I picking shit. Spike Lee movies. Well, Spike Lee, old boy remake withstanding spike spike lee did make the worst movie i'd ever seen in my life i want to sue that man for the two and a half hours i spent watching miracle at santa Ana. <laughs> that is literally i dare you to try to watch that movie tim Groves. i'm throwing the gauntlet down i fucking dare you i'll send it to you 
<laughs> I fucking double it. dog dare you. Anyone, anyone listening to this, I fucking triple dog dare you. But anyway, uh, let's see. Worst on-screen combo. Any two robots, actors, or robotic actors in Transformers Age of Extinction. Uh, Does that include Mark Wahlberg? Sure, and the football. Uh, you got James Franco and either Seth Rogen or Randall Park, who was Kim Jong-un. Yeah. Uh, Kellen Muntz and either his abs, his pecs, or his glutes in The Legend of Hercules. The entire cast of Expendables 3. The entire cast of Atlas Shrugged 2. Uh, Seth MacFarlane and Charlize Theron in A Million Ways to Die in the West. The Rock Monsters from Noah. Johnny Depp and his virtual and virtual Johnny Depp in Transcendence. Kirk Cameron and his ego in Saving Christmas. <laughs> or Cameron Diaz and Jason Segel in Sex Tape. See, I'm going to go with the second one. James Franco and Seth Rogen? Yes. I think, I, I, I think just the way everything has gone down with that, I think that's what they're going to throw out there. I think I they're going to pick on, that movie. It's no, this is the end, but it's, it's not. I think I feel like it got thrown under the bus with all this shit. Yeah, but I think the it's, Razzies know—they are gonna go after them two guys. It really, it, honest to God, it's not that bad. It's not like super good or fun. It's dick and fart jokes. You know what you're getting into. But yeah. I will say, the guy who was Kim Jong Un was fantastic in that movie. He was, he was honest to God, really good. But anyway, I digress. Uh, we got worst director, uh, the James Manera, Atlas Shrugged 2. I'm convinced, <laughs> I'm convinced I'm the only one who watched both of those fucking movies. <laughs> Apparently. I didn't I even know they existed until watched, you started mentioning them. I watched them both. Uh, Jake Kasdan for Sex Tape, Darren Aronofsky for Noah, Seth MacFarlane, A Million Ways to Die in the West, uh, Jonathan Liebsman for Ninja Turtles, Rennie Harlan for the legacy of Hercules. What happened to that dude? That's... That guy fell off the fucking world, man. Anyway, Michael Michael Tids, uh, Haunted House 2, Michael Bay, uh, Transformers, Wally Pfister. It's <laughs> a great name. Uh, for Transcendence, Darren Doan for Saving Christmas, or Vic Armstrong for Left Behind. You got to give it to Michael Bay. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, you do. Okay, we got worst actor, Seth MacFarlane, Johnny Depp, Adam Sandler, Seth Rogen, Killa Seth Lutz. MacFarlane. Yeah, you've got it. I'm not even going to – he beats – Kirk Cameron beats Seth MacFarlane in that fucking movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, at least Kirk Cameron actually did some acting at some mm-hmm. point. Yeah. I, I, and it's not to take away Seth Mark and MacFarlane can't do voices and stuff like that. Sure. Has done some funny ass cartoons, but yeah, it just. Dude, I, you want to hear something about Seth MacFarlane that I just that Dano told me on when I did his episode for the worst movies of all time of this year? It'll blow sure. your fucking mind. Okay. Did you know he was supposed to be on one of the planes that hit the World Trade Center? But he no. Flight. No. Yeah. Hmm. He was supposed to be on one of those planes and he missed his flight. Really? Yep. I did not know that. It, it was like wow. Missed it by like five. Huh. Fucking weird. Anyway, last one we'll do. We're supporting actor. Shaq and Blended. What? 
Uh, Hercules and Herc and the Legend of Hercules. Kelsey Grammer in the Expendables, who I thought was awesome. Schwarzenegger yeah. in the Expendables. Morgan Freeman in Transcendence. Liam Neeson in A Million Ways to Die in the West. Russell Crowe uh, in A Winter's Tale. I don't know what that is. Mo Gibson in An Expendables Three. Kiefer Sutherland's in Pompeii. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch it. that now. <laughs> he should get it just for being Pompey. Yeah, here's here's how we do yeah, I'm going to give it to him, too. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland should have just dropped trow and shit in the volcano, and the movie should have been over. <laughs> fucking saved everybody. That's how that movie should have ended. But th- that's our list. We'll get back to you with the winners. They haven't been uh, picked yet, but I got a couple candy diggits. Okay. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Sylvester Stallone has announced Rambo 5 to be titled Last Blood. I have not read this. I just seen this like pop up today. I am I I'm I want to see it. Hey, dumb name regardless. I'm up for anything Rambo yeah, it's, after that I'm sorry. It, for you, anybody that's seen the last Rambo movie. How could you not want more? Yeah, you cannot talk crap on that movie. Why wouldn't he just go and do another one? I want more. I want like seven Rambos after that last one. I, I want to be talking about like Rambo 14 at the Earth's core. That's what I want. That shit was awesome. Okay, this is when uh, I'm curious to see what you say about this. Well, what is what is the what is this first blood movie going to be about? I don't know. Uh, he just announced the title. That's it. It's okay. called Rambo: Last Blood. Uh oh, my my browser just fucking pooped. Okay. Anyway, uh, I have to get your expertise uh, on this situation. Steven Seagal is being sued for sexual harassment and sexual trafficking. Okay. <laughs> who is he? Who is he trafficking? I don't know. Uh, it, it says Steven Seagal is being sued for sexual harassment, according to court papers filed last week. Caden Nguyen, a 23-year-old former model, has filed a one million dollar sexual trafficking and assault harassment claim against the under-sieged actor, reports the New York Daily Times. Nguyen said she was hired as an assistant, but then was used as a sex toy. <laughs> Reportedly, two other women have provided sworn declarations to assist in the lawsuit. Both women worked for Seagal, but resigned after he made inappropriate sexual advances toward them. Ooh-ooh. Seagal might have got his flappy hands in the wrong... Only a million dollars, because you, you could tell... Uh, you could tell Steven Seagal has fallen because, you know, back in the day, she would have probably been like, I want $20 million. And oh, he, yeah. would, he would have been like, sure, here's a Here, check. Here's, Go some, here's some Cosby hush money. And, and yeah. I, I hope I like Steven Seagal. I like skinny Steven Seagal. I like fat Steven Seagal. I hope this is not true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just don't like it when people – sure, he's – He's not the Steven Seagal of 1992, but I don't want people – he's kind of – and we've done it too, kind of jumping on the make fun of this dude because he got fat bandwagon. But, man, I don't want to look at him as a creep. 
You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, I don't want to either. I, I can't dig it. It seems like this might be a a Ben Roethlisberger type situation. <laughs> yeah, he didn't go international. <laughs> <laughs> no. Seagal had to up the game. He had to, he had to up it. But anyway, that's all I got. But I am glad my other I, – I did have another one. Uh, okay. Can you, can you dig that uh, Iron Sky has met its 50 or 500 grand Kickstarter total, and we will get an Iron Sky number two? Is this for the trailer i seen where there's a Nazi riding a dinosaur? Not a Nazi. Hitler is trying Hitler, to yes. that, not, that fucking dinosaur. Yeah, this was like their trailer to get this started. Yeah, that was it, – it hit its goal. Awesome. Yeah, I can dig that. I loved Iron Sky. Yeah, I loved Iron Sky too. That was a great movie. Mm-hmm. But we got questions. Tim, you got pulled up. Yes, I do. Let's let's hit them. Okay, first one's from James Peter Cox. He wants to know if you woke up one morning with a craving for live human flesh, which people would you want to eat and why? I, I would eat Seagal. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that guy's full of all kind of exotic good meats. Exotic. Yeah. I would eat Seagal. <laughs> After the first meal, he started running around with flappy hands. Flappy hands. Flappy <laughs> hands and beat sweats, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Just talk about, I want some more turkey. I need some more ham, Johnny. If those guys in alive at Steven Seagal, there's no movie. <laughs> they would have made it out of there because they would have been living off of one body and that would have been yep. it. <laughs> I would eat Seagal. Who else would? I would uh, John Goodman would probably be a good source of meat. I'm sure that guy's got a, a, a big stash of meat in him somewhere. Which last night before I come George on. George Wentz? Doing... How about George Wentz? But go ahead. Well, there, yeah, true. I was going to say before I came on doing the commentary for Cannibal Holocaust, I was watching The Big Lebowski. <laughs> nice! It just started to watch like a half hour before. That's it's my fucking, that's my goddamn favorite. <laughs> just laugh. Because you posted that picture too. In between watching that last night. Of Lebowski and... flying the luck dragon. Yes. Cause that <laughs> that was... came from Don May Jr.'s freaking post. That's, that's just the goddamn greatest thing. Because I, I was laughing because I was watching uh, Teen Titans Go today with my daughter and they were doing something where all of a sudden they're doing the never-ending story. <laughs> I was just like, Jesus Christ. Which, by the way, did you happen to watch the episode of Uncle Grandpa I posted on your page? Uncle Grandpa? Uncle Grandpa. No, that's a fucking it's uh, a, Cartoon Network show, right? Yeah, it's a newer show. Uncle Grandpa, The History of Wrestling. Special, no, uh, I've seen special guest, Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> I don't know if it's the real Ric Flair, but I just, I watched it for the second time today. It was on TV again. And I was like, I gotta post this and send it to Kyle. No, but I, I didn't watch it. I don't even think I've seen it, but I will look now. Yeah, it's on your Facebook page. I posted it earlier today and it just, it is the funniest goddamn thing. It's the history of wrestling. <laughs> is she come out and break backs and fuck asses and make people? No, laugh? it just it has nothing to do with that. It has stuff to do with the characters within the show. They're wrestling, and Ric Flair just keeps showing. Up. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> I gotta see it. 
I gotta see it. It is ridiculous. Um, John Cross, uh, seems to be the only other person that emailed us questions. He gave us four of them, it looks like. He wants to know, hey, when can I next be a guest on your show? I miss you guys. Whenever, sir. Uh, his next question is, if you could podcast from any strange, famous, obscure location in the world, where would it be and why? We, we need to, we need to do a podcast from Thunderdome. <laughs> On bungee cords. I want to do it from the gas station in Maximum Overdrive. Wherever they the built- Dixie Boy. Yeah, the Dixie Boy, wherever they built that set in Wilmington, North Carolina, because that's where that movie was. Yeah, they didn't build that set. They just bought that. And yeah. that That's where I would love to do the podcast from inside the Dixie Boy. Inside the Dixie Boy. We could go downstairs and find the biggest gratuitous like, <laughs> stash of like non-civilian weaponry as anyone's ever seen in a movie. That dude opens that door. He's got fucking bazookas and shit. It's great. <laughs> yes. Um, where, I, I, the place where they film spookies would be pretty cool. Even yeah. Though it's like a, uh, oh, what do you call it? Like a state landmark type deal? Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Reggie Bannister's house. <laughs> With Reggie doing live music in the background. Yep. Cinema Wasteland. How about that? There you go. That's famous and strange. Uh huh. Cinema Wasteland. And everybody else seems to do their podcast when they're at Wasteland. Do they? For I've never noticed. Oh yeah, Forty Second Street Pete used to do his podcast all the time at Wasteland, and he would do it at Horror Realm too, because okay. I've been on his show a few times. He, he I would do it. That. Yeah, after hours. Um, I don't know. He used to set up in the lobby, and then he moved it. I don't know if he does his podcast anymore or not, but yeah, he used to do it in a couple different places at Wasteland. Hmm. Yeah, and I know he did it at Horror Realm, and he used to do it at another convention too, but I don't think he does it at all anymore. I know that convention wasn't Horror Hound. <laughs> Horror Hound, and I can't blame him. Yeah, anybody knows 42nd yeah. Street Pete or has read his Facebook page, yeah, because I uh, think he's even given up Facebook even. I, that guy, I, I really like Pete. Pete's a cool dude. I, I kinda, I get pissed every time I leave Wasteland and don't go to his wrestling show. Yeah, oh yeah. I yeah. Like, I've never seen it, I've always wanted to go see the Pete Hardcore Wrestling Show. Yeah, he, he has, oh yeah, just as many pornos he has. He has mm-hmm. a lot of old school wrestling stuff. But uh, John Cross also wants to know, he wants to know, how many Lance Henriksons does it take to change Tim Thomerson's light bulb? Which, by the way, I want to see this documentary or whatever it is, bring me the head of Lance Henriksen. I was just going to ask you, we talked about that like two years ago. Yeah, and it's still, I don't believe it's finished or it's it, it's been finished, but it's not been released. There hasn't been any talk about it. Not even Lance, who seems to post on Facebook every ten in 10 minute intervals, didn't mm-hmm. put up. He, there has been nothing said about that movie, so I'm wondering if it's one of those things that's been finished and they just can't find somebody to put it out there. Who wouldn't watch that, though? Seriously. All the people, like, Barbeau was supposed to be in it, Michael Bean was supposed to be in it. I wouldn't be surprised it's one of those things we find it on, like, YouTube or you find is supposed to be in it, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised it pops up on YouTube or you find it on the Pirate Bay one day, just... Not not anymore. Well, is that completely shut down? Please explain yeah. all that. 
Okay, I I don't know. They, they got rated, and it's been. Uh, let me see what their website says, because it's just got a countdown clock. Uh, I don't know what it's counting down to, but we've got 27 days until like until it ends. Until Y2J shows up on, <laughs> on the Fire Bay, I guess. I I've heard that it was supposed to reopen in a different form, and well, it kind of has. Yeah, and I, another I've, another website has is keeping it alive. Uh, it's just called Old Pirate Bay. Old Pirate Bay, nice. It's, a, it's just a mirror site. Okay, but yeah. I miss that. I miss fucking Pirate Bay. Yeah, because I I heard about that went down, and it was just like, okay, but I heard it's back up. And mm. what's going on? It, it's back up in a in a mirror form. Okay, so I've been. I, I don't know. Ask out a print Dan. I'm sure he's on like the the cusp of this this shit. Oh, down. yeah, uh, yeah. He, me links of where to find some stuff. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, he's he, he, he out of print Dan has his sources. Yeah. Uh, well, how many Lance Hendrickses does it cha- take to change Tim 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 Thomerson's light bulb, Kyle? Dude, Tim Thomerson don't need no goddamn light bulb. Tim Thomerson. I don't know how many Sasquatches are. I think it would depend on how many Sasquatch salaries we would have to pay to be there around Lance Hendrickson at all times as the light bulb's being turned. So I, my answer is Spookies. I was going to say Tim Thomerson probably tells Lance Hendrickson dry hair is for squids, and Lance mm-hmm. is probably telling him, hey, it's the future, damn it. You're a trancer hunter. There is no light bulbs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyhow. John Worst. Cross on a Tim Thomerson kick here. Like, I don't know what the hell. Uh, John Cross wants to know, worst case of the meat sweats you ever got, and what dish was it? Mm. I never got the meat sweats. I, that's strictly I, a Seagal I, affliction. No, I could tell you I have once. I've, was, I've had food poisoning. That's horrible. It, it, oh, yeah. that's See, that's a whole different that yeah, see that's different. Yeah, I have too. That's dude. I got I, food poisoning out off of cookies. I bought like two big, two big like grandma's cookies from a, a vending machine at work. Was out of work for three weeks, and all I did I lost thirty pounds in three weeks because all I did was shit and puke. What was like Ebola? <laughs> I don't know, but it was it was bad food poisoning, man. I I was dehydrated for like two weeks. Damn. It was fucking bad news. Yeah, that, yeah, that is horrible. I was gonna say, like, I got sick on a McRib. Mm. <laughs> Ate it once, it came back out looking like a McRib. It you was not, cheese on it? It was not good. <laughs> That's the grossest joke I think I've ever heard in a mainstream <laughs> Hollywood movie is Harold Kumar go to White but, Castle and they shit and he's like, that's not cheese on it. <laughs> that grosses me out every time. I think of it. I was gonna say, but the meat sweats. There's this like Brazilian place the wife and I went to, and it's one of those places. It was all you can eat, and basically it has a little thing at the table. You flip over, yeah. and they bring over like fifty different meats that they cut off and put on your plate and everything. Oh, I want to go there now. Oh, there's there's this place about ten miles from our from my house, and we've been there I think twice ever, and I could die there eating that food. I just I just cut off a slab of freaking beef and oh, dude, they had sausage. They had you name it, they had it. 
I was I was just sitting there and I was just like, I I've probably like kind of one of the worst customers in the world because I'm sitting there eating. I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like twenty five bucks, and they have seafood and a bunch of other stuff there too, and you could bring your own booze and. Oh really? Yeah, it is a really That's cool the, place. I've never heard of a restaurant letting you bring your own booze in. Oh yeah, the the gyro shop. It's Greek to me. Up the street from me, as uh, you could bring your own bottle, and they have a little dining room area. That's how. Let's see, how did it go? We used to have in Troy, Ohio. I don't know. It was really weird. We used to go a couple times to this fucking nudie bar up there, but it was it was it was fully nude, and the way they got around it was they they were a club. And you had to bring your own beer, and then you had to buy your own beer back from them, so you had to buy your beer twice. It was it was really weird how they got around the liquor laws. It's closed what? down. What? God damn. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound right. It's really weird. Nobody ever drank there, but goddamn, they had some hot naked chicks running around. Well, that's it on the question, sir. Awesome. Let's. Do you want to talk about the aliens and what could have been? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, Man, that looked awesome. Yeah, for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, like there was a link. Lance Henriksen, of course, was all over the place talking about it. Um, Alien Five would have had a burned-up looking Corporal Hicks coming back and Sigourney yeah. Weaver, and they were gonna fuck shit up. And apparently, Neil Blomkamp was gonna direct to yeah. He had all this concept art for the movie, and I guess 20th Century Fox said, nope, we're done. We're not doing this one. And I guess they want to do a Prometheus Part 2. In in their infinite fucking wisdom. Yeah, which absolutely makes no sense. But if you get a chance, there's all kinds of links all over the place for... Yeah, uh, go look at it, because some of that concept art is fucking amazing. Yeah, I I was I I said to Kyle, I was like, if this happened, I would be bonerific mm-hmm. the whole time. I mean, you just... got you got Sigourney Weaver here, and like looks like alien armor. Yes, I want to see this movie, even we'll never get to. Thanks, yeah. Hollywood, way to go. But anyway, let's talk and... about video violence. Video Whoa. violence one and two. When, when renting isn't enough. No, it is not. <laughs> what is this time, Mr. Emery? Another act of video violence? <laughs> this morning we found a tape in our Dropbox. It was a tape of a murder. Shot on video. has a strange preoccupation with violence. The only thing we seem to rent are gory horror movies. The big thing to do on Saturday night is sit in front of the tube and watch people getting killed. (laughs) You lay off them monster movies for a while. You stick with them. Kitty. Stuff. 
And that, that was a weird. Both of these movies come out in 1987, and I was trying to do a little uh, research on video violence one and two. Since again, I I seen the first one, never seen the second one. Uh, don't understand how I did that, but anyhow. No shit. The, how did that happen? To yeah, uh, director Gary P. Cohen. He was the director and writer of Video Violence 1 and 2. Pretty much didn't do anything after it. <laughs> he, he did a couple, like, small projects, and that's it. But there's a dude named, like, Bart Gummer in this that he went on, and he's, like, in Hollywood. He's done several films he's gotten into over the years. But outside of that, everybody that's in Video Violence, that's it. That's their credit. <laughs> but, like I said, Gary P. Cohen was, like... He, it seemed like, uh, he, you would be like, okay, what else did this dude do? Like, he must have done something besides video violence one and two. Nope, that was it. Was that, video, yeah. that was it. He was done. But, uh, basically the first movie revolves around a video store, of course. And it's about this dude, Steve, who owns the video store, just opens it up in this small town. And he gets, well, not Steve, but his employee, Rick, Finds this tape in the Dropbox, and it's not one of the regular tapes. It is a blank, well, not exactly blank tape, but it's a tape that has no markings on it. It's kind of like the tape you found at Wasteland. Yes. And he puts it in the VCR, and it's kind of like a snuff film, basically, is what it comes down to. And they're watching it, and they're sitting there like, isn't that the Postmaster on there? Not totally sure, not know who owns this video or who dropped off this video. But also, too, Steve makes a point that they're in this small-ass town. Everybody owns VCRs, and for the most part, he's complaining about how much business he gets, but everybody only rents the slasher movies. They don't rent any comedies or anything else in the movie. Well, he goes. To, Steve goes to the authorities, leaves Rick at the store, finds out... When they come back, Rick isn't there anymore. Neither is the tape, and it doesn't look like anyone broke in or anything like that. So soon after, the police, don't, of course, don't believe Steve. Somebody drops off a tape at Steve's store. And basically, it's a tape of what happened to Rick at the video store. And it's these two guys, Howard and Eli, basically kill off Rick and make a, vid- a movie out of it. And apparently, this is a big thing. And as the movie goes on, you find out the whole town is in on it. Just snuff producers, this whole town. Yeah, the whole town is basically snuff producers. And Howard and Eli are basically directing people to kill tourists, kill people just stopping for gas, hitchhiking. And they videotape it, make it like into their own little movie. There's, they even have their, like, there's little, um, Coming, uh, coming soon. Cause even the ending of the movie where finally Steve and his wife are killed in video violence. But, but, uh, uh, we, we, we've got breaking news, Tim. Okay. Uh, hold on. Uh, we, we, we have Mr. Seagal on the line <laughs> to refute, refute sexual harassment. This is why the internet died. It couldn't take the meat sweats. I don't think so. <laughs> Mr. Seagal, are you there? I'm I'm here, boys. How you doing? I, I hope I hope I hope you're doing good. You have you have some serious sexual harassment uh, allegations leveled at you. How do you respond, sir? 
Well, listen, you know, boys, like, when you're trained like I am, like, highly trained by the CIA, <laughs> and, uh, Aikido, and, uh, your hands, they are lethal weapons. You don't just go laying them on anybody. Uh, you gotta, uh, specifically point out exactly who you laid on. You only laid on the bad guys. And I, I know who the bad guys are because I got Seagal vision. Yeah. Um, so, uh, all I can assume is that, uh, these ladies who, by the way, I never even met. I never even seen them and I never even met them. I don't even know their names. Uh, but these ladies, I can only assume they walked through my room while I was training my special stuff. My hands are flapping at a high rate all over the place. And uh, sometimes I hit an ass, sometimes I hit a face. I, I, can't, I can't control it, you know. It's uh, lethal weapons and uh, I'm out of my brain when I'm doing my Aikido. I'm out of my mind like an out-of-body experience, uh, yeah, I can only assume that's what happened. Uh, yeah, I certainly hope so. I, I I hope the Aikido got a little out of control there. Tim, you have yeah. any questions for Mister Seagal? <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> hey Tim, nice to see you, man. <laughs> nice to talk to you again, Mister Seagal. I, I'm surprised you would have time to afford us to even ask you any questions since uh, these allegations that Kyle just told me about tonight. TMZ yeah. be damned. We get yeah, to do that. You would be working on trying to clear your name because Kyle and I even speculated that, you know, we do make fun of you, but we do not want to see this happen to you. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to clear my name. I got a good name. It alliterates. Two S's. I got a great name. You see my name on the front of a DVD box or a VHS box. That's how far I go back, boys. Oh, yeah. We're renting that stuff. Yeah. I invented VHS 40 years ago. But uh <laughs> I go way back. But like when you see my name on a movie, you know that shit's top quality. Mm-hmm. So I got a good name. I, I don't need to... uh I don't need to like defend my names because uh, I got good ones. And uh, like I say, any bad guys out there, I'm going to take them down. I take them down, Johnny. Uh, I don't take no shit from uh, no people talking smacks about me online. I invented the Internet, and I can uh, destroy it. You can uninvent the Internet. I can can goddamn uninvent the Internet tonight if I wanted to. I don't do it, Johnny, because I love the children. No, no, Mr. Seagal, since you are spending time with us and we know your time is precious, I do gotta ask. Yeah, I got, I got a bison. It's basting at the back. I got a, I got a basting bison. He's, uh, I got many herbs, oriental herbs and spices that are special only to the Seagal family. I, I, I do want to ask, is there any chance we'll see you in the Expendables 4 movie? That wasn't gonna happen, but now it is. You know, boys, I know, I don't know. You know, they, they let all sorts of guys in those movies and, uh, you know, I think I'm too good for them, you know. Uh, once they let that, uh, little Belgian fella in part two, I just thought, uh, you know what, uh, I don't need to play with clowns. I'm a big boy now and, uh, I got my own, uh, Hollywood's careers going on. So, uh, I don't know, boys, you know, if, uh, Stallone pays me what I'm worth in, uh, uh, pre-fried meats, uh, then, uh, maybe, but, uh, 
I don't know, man. The only offer I'm getting is for for cash, and uh, I don't work for cash. I worked for meats. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good philosophy. You, 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 if they're not willing to pay you what you think you're worth. Also, away. also, fellas, Stallone says that I'm not in shape. Yeah, he <laughs> says I gotta. I got to train, he says. I got to get in the gym. He said that uh, that little uh, faggoty dancer boy, Van Damme, uh, I don't mean to disrespect him, but he's no martial artist, you know. He's not proper like me. I laugh in your face, Stallone, with Van Damme. But, uh, I think I'll have to I bend said, over to laugh in his face. That man yeah, he's so small, and uh, I'm so large in every way. But I said to Stallone, I said, look, uh, you got that little dancer boy in your movie. Stallone said, yeah, he got in <laughs> shape. And I was like, listen, I'm in the best shape I've ever been. I am in the prime physical health thing. You know, guys, look at me. It's all muscle. It's because I eat the meats. That's uh, the Seagal way. It's the Is meat. there any chance of you stepping into the MMA ring? I tell you what, I, t- I taught those guys everything they know. I've already been in that ring. I am that ring. I invented that ring. 40 years ago, so, uh, I'm in that. When you're watching M&A, MM, uh, when you're watching M&Ms on, uh, on TVs, then you know I'm there. And, uh, I, I taught Anderson, uh, Cooper everything he knows. So, uh, you know, I don't need to be in the ring. I am the ring. You are, you are the ring. Now. I am the ring. And you, Gina Carano's, uh, if she comes out of the woodwork too and says I touched her ass, it was all in the nature of the fighting, Johnny. It was all in the nature of the fighting. So I, I, yes, I, I've heard there's upwards of 44 pressure points on the butt. So, I mean. Right. On the butt. Right. So right. You, you could call it fighting or goosing or whatever, but I'm, well, I'm curious that. One for uh, every year that I've been teaching. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Is there uh, anything the fans out there can do to aid your legal fund, or do you have, do you have any high name lawyers backed up to represent you in this? Uh, well, I, I have a lawyer. I, I do have a lawyer, but uh, I've been uh, studying law now for 40 years. Oh, so you uh, the law. I forgot. I did. Word. I did. I invented it. It's called Segal Law, but they had to change it. Um, I'm uh, I'm going to be mostly defending myself, uh, but I'm going to be wearing a disguise while doing it. Uh, so you'll be able to tell uh, because of my uh, my accents uh, and my flappy hands, but uh, it'll be me up there in the courtroom, but uh, I'll be, as I said, in a disguise. A disguise. A disguise. <laughs> well, are there any more questions you need, to an- you need answered, Tim? I know not right now. I'm just impressed. Seagal was able to. Uh, hey, we're big time. We got Seagal on speed dial. Listen, I've 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 never I've never been in, inappropriate with a lady. Now Asians, I've been inappropriate with them. <laughs> uh, I've with not with ladies. I don't. Uh, this may come across as uh, resist, but uh, we'll let Taylor Joe decide this. I don't consider the Asian ladies. Uh, you know, they're more permissive. I don't consider them. Uh, Females in the same way as American white uptight chicks. Is that, is that because when you eat an Asian lady, you're hungry a half hour later? Yeah. Oh! 
thing. I I don't like to eat them. I like to eat meats. Well, um, but I I tell you what, my uh, basement in my house, you know that movie, uh, Temple of Dooms. Yes. Yeah, that was filmed in my basement. But I don't consider that slave labor or sexual harassment. <laughs> I, I just figure that's uh, continuing the great traditions of our beautiful nation here, the United States of Americas, and the way that we had the Asians here building our shit back when I first came to this great land 40 years ago. Well, Steven Seagal, God, we hope you, we, we hope you stay out of legal trouble. We, yes. We don't want you to go to jail because, my God, those prisoners are in for it. You just yeah. make that jail over in a second. But I tell you what, if I go to jail, I still make ten movies every year. You yes. better believe it. I make movies right from jail. Yeah. I make cigar jail movies one through ten. <laughs> and then the last one I'm gonna break out. I'm gonna flap a hand the guard around the movie. You, <laughs> you, can, you can remake Death Warrant while you're in there and make it good. Oh, yes. Oh my god, yeah. Have you seen that uh that movies I did with uh uh what's his name? Uh Austin's uh, what was his name? Uh, yeah, him. Uh, Maximum Convictions. I'm gonna make that movie all over again. Only I'm gonna be the prisoner. You better believe it, Johnny. Well, Seagal, thank you so much for coming on our show. We, we needed to get these legal questions answered and I think you did it. Yes. Johnny, uh, Johnny, I'm almost done with this bullshit. Uh, you get the pork out of the freezer. I gotta defrost that thing with my ass. He's, he's getting mad too. He's gonna punch us through the internet. We gotta let him go. I'm gonna sit on a pig and eat it. M- Mr. Seagal, thank you so much and, and God bless you, sir. I yes, love your you. podcasting. I invented podcasting. Thank you guys. <laughs> thank you. Very thank much. you. I got to go. I got to go. Have a good evening, Mr. Seagal. Oh, Mr. Seagal, thank you for showing up. We, we, he heard he used the power of the Seagal force. And, and wanted to refute the sexual advances. <laughs> I think you blew up at the end. Yeah. <laughs> he had to, he had to throw, throw that bison with his butt. So anyway, anyway, video vi- violence, video violence. And I seen you seen that, uh, the uncle grandpa. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> but anyway, video violence was at the end of talking about video violence. Basically they, they kill off the video owners. They take over the video store, and the local town runs the video store. And at the end of the movie, which I thought was cool, they have all the movie titles that they made of, of everybody they've killed. So that was pretty cool. I did like it. I, I, I liked it in the fact that uh, I'm not a real big fan of these shot-on-video things. I I really appreciate the uh, – like I respect the time and effort and how big of a fan these people were to make their own. And the fact that this, a lot of this shit got out there to mom and pop video stores is, is amazing to me. That doesn't mean they're, that I think they're good movies that most of most, I mean, honestly, most of them are pretty crappy, but this one, I really like this one because this looks like the old video store. I used to basically go to every weekend. Yeah. It, it, it was a lot of fun. It is. It's video violence is. It's it's an age we'll never have again. Too right. That's yeah. It thing. is a great. It's a great like window to look into to see how we used to get our movies. It wasn't always jump on the internet and get anything you wanted. It was you had to stalk stalk the video store for that copy of Jason Goes to Hell that I had to for two weeks. 
Yeah, and it, it, going back further in that, and it was like when you couldn't, when you, when there wasn't an internet and you were looking for movies, you would come across titles like Video Violence, and that was how a lot of people found this stuff. Yeah. So, so it, like I said, it was good. <laughs> and I give it, I give the first Video Violence, I give it probably two and a half out of four. Yeah, Maybe I, three I, out of four. I'm like in between there. Yeah, I gotta give it pretty good, pretty high numbers too. I'm gonna give it like sixty Eli's because Eli is awesome. Yeah, I just like the whole thing of them just killing anybody. It's not from the town. They just kill them off. Yeah, and and I like that. You know, they're they're renting the videos and they're throwing copies of Dawn of the Dead and Evil Dead up there. And I'm like, I used to have those, and I don't have them anymore. God damn it! I just love it anything about an old movie store that's why i like popcorn so much it's like i loved i had a movie theater like that and i used to go there and this looks almost exactly like it i love it it's a great window to see what the 80s used to be yeah oh yeah cool to like show a kid this is how we used to have to do it yeah oh yeah and that's where we pick up with video violence to the exploitation For the most part, this film pretty much, I would say, more than likely was filmed. Like he, because video violence is something like what is it, ninety-five minutes long or something? Yeah, it's it's a little longer than it should have been, but it doesn't make. Yeah, sense. and I'm wondering, video violence too. I, I I gotta wonder if he just filmed this all at once, and when he realized how much he had and what he did, I just gotta wonder if he just decided, okay, part one, part two. This is what it's going to be, and this is how I'm going to sell it to the distributor. Also, it wouldn't surprise me because I even uh, there was even a little note on IMDb about uh, when he was uh, when he was editing Video Violence One and Two at uh, like the public access channel place or wherever it is in New Jersey. When they found out what he was doing, he had he had something like 10 hours to do it. When they found out what he was doing and they didn't like what he was editing, they said, you got six. Mm-hmm. He just decided, you know what? I He got it all done. Um, the sequel picks up right with the Howard and Eli show. Uh, apparently now they're breaking into the... You get to hear people talking about uh, movies breaking in on Saturday nights into local TV during the first movie, but they don't talk about it too much. They just talk about how they show like their snuff videos and everybody just accepts it for what it is. Part two is more of talking about what happens on Saturday nights. And basically now the news outside of this small town has picked up on what's going on. 
not knowing if these are snuff films, if, you know, if they're real. But uh, the Howard and Eli show, it's basically a pirated signal from their basement. They're trying to get it out there and make it more global. And they're actually getting fan mail. And basically it's Howard and Eli on basically doing their own public access show. And they, for the most part, just kill people on air. And that mm-hmm. is, that is, I think that's the reason why I could see why you said you dislike video violence too. It's not horrible, but it by no means is it as good as the first movie. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it, I definitely, like, I only, that, and that's pretty much the whole movie is yeah. just them trying to get a wider audience and them showing clips of people saying, oh, I want to get on the bandwagon and send them a fan film where we're killing somebody. Let's send it to them. But for literally, oh, I would say 90% of the movie takes place or 85% of the movie takes place just on Howard and Eli. Where they're yeah, doing, they couldn't, they couldn't hold the whole movie themselves. Yeah, where they're holding, like they're doing the whole entire show and that's basically what you're watching mm-hmm. is their show. And I think it kind of hurt the movie in the long run. And I think it's, that might have been why I only seen Video Violence 1 and not Part 2. But, like I said, I'd probably give Video Violence 2 like one and a half out of four stars. There isn't a whole lot to talk about since that. No, that, there's not a lot to the movie. Yeah, that pretty much is the movie right there. It's, it's like an anthology movie hosted by people you don't care about for way too long. Yeah, it, 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 what, what made them effective in the first one was, yeah, they were making these movies and stuff like that, but you were only getting, they were on screen 30 to 90 seconds at a time, mm-hmm. and then other stuff would be going on revolving around the plot and everything else, yeah. where this one, it, they're on the screen all time, almost the entire movie. Yeah, and it's it's basically just a takeoff of infomercials. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. This is like early days of infomercials. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't too. I think this one's bad. I gotta give it a half of Eli. Half Eli. Uh, just just a half of Eli. I like felt bad for the chick that they they tortured. Cause she had to sit there with her tit hanging out the whole goddamn time, and I'm like, man, poor woman. And that's where everything goes to pot. So now. Enjoy half of a critter's retrospective. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.